0: This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Monday, February 4th, 2008. I'm Caleb Brown. Clinton Care, Romney Care, and the recently defeated Schwarzenegger Care all have one thing in common, an individual mandate to purchase health insurance. Clinton Care never made it. Romney Care is in trouble, and Californians may have just dodged a bullet. Michael Cannon, Cato's Director of Health Policy Studies, gives his take.
1: What the California Senate did recently was reject a plan that had been put together by Governor Schwarzenegger and uh, Speaker of the House, Nunez, that had a lot of different components to it. Primarily, it would have required all California residents to obtain health insurance. It would have put price controls on the health insurance that they could purchase. It would have included some subsidies uh, enabling low-income Californians to afford health insurance. And it would have required employers to offer health insurance to their workers or pay special tax. Now, the reason that the California Senate rejected this, actually it was a committee uh, that uh, the bill was sent to a committee after it passed the House, was that this plan uh, would have uh, cost several billion dollars at the very time that California was facing a $14 billion budget deficit. So, not a single Republican supported uh, on the committee supported the plan and there's a lot of obviously a lot of uh, opposition from Democrats
0: as well and that's why the plan failed. What comes along with an individual mandate generally?
1: The California mandate would have worked much like the Massachusetts mandate works. The state has to if they're going to tell you to buy health insurance, the state has to define what health insurance is so you know if you're complying. But then the incentives that exist once the state defines a health insurance package the incentives that, that, that then come to bear on that uh, are for that package to get more and more generous and more and more expensive for uh, consumers to purchase. In Massachusetts, there were, say, 20,000 residents or so who were forced to buy more insurance than they were already purchasing because the insurance that they had and were happy with didn't satisfy the mandate. They didn't have enough coverage. Um, that was Uh, just the amount of coverage they purchased without regard to any particular benefits, the state of Massachusetts also required those residents to purchase uh, prescription drug coverage that
0: they didn't already have.
1: So uh, the same dynamic would come into play
0: in California as well. When Mitt Romney was defending his plan, which he's no longer defending, he argued that it used the marketplace, that it was the market working that was part of the plan. And since he's abandoned that now Hillary Clinton is out with a plan that also includes an individual mandate.
1: Well, yes, and there are a lot of similarities uh, between what Bill and Hillary Clinton proposed in 1993, what Mitt Romney signed into law in Massachusetts, uh, and what Hillary Clinton is now proposing uh, that the country do as part of her presidential campaign. And each of them involves creating sort of a new government bureaucracy that would act as the marketplace for health insurance, where the government would tell you what kind of insurance you must purchase. Uh, They would set the prices for that health insurance. What was Schwarzenegger's argument in advocating price controls? Well, the idea behind community rating, which is a, a fancy word for price controls on health insurance, is that 50-year-olds with a heart condition should pay the same as 18-year-olds who are perfectly healthy. And if you uh, require insurance companies to charge uh, those two groups the same amount, what that means is that the uh, premiums for the 50-year-olds are going to come down and the premiums for the 18-year-olds are going to rise. And that's, that's... In the short term, anyway, that's good for the 50-year-olds because health insurance is more affordable, but what ends up happening is because health insurance costs less for them, they purchase more of it, and they use more medical services, and that drives up the cost of health insurance for everyone. The 18-year-olds, to them, these sorts of price controls are really nothing but a hidden tax. It's a way of that the, the state tries to take money from them and give give it to another group, probably a more politically influential group, uh, without actually imposing an explicit tax. The reason, one of the reasons why uh, California or the governor Schwarzenegger endorsed an individual mandate in that state, is because younger, healthier people, when you pass this sort of community rating, price control, they catch on. They realize wait a second, I don't cost that much to insure or they say I don't value health insurance at the price that I now have to pay for it and they drop out of the market. So the individual mandate it can really be seen as a way to try to enforce this hidden tax that Governor Schwarzenegger wanted to impose on younger and healthier people
0: because otherwise young people would simply opt out of the system.
1: They would opt out of the system and not pay any health premiums and how can you how can you get their money if they're not if they're not paying health premiums, but if we require them to buy health insurance, if we require them to take this bad deal, then we can get their money
0: and distribute it to others. Now, the assistance provided to those who could not afford health insurance, how was that funded?
1: Well, some of it was funded through state funds, but most of it uh, would have come from the federal government. And the way that works typically, or the way it's supposed to work under federal law, is... uh, if the state puts a dollar toward its Medicaid program and subsidizes people through its Medicaid program, then the federal government will match that with another dollar. That's how it works in California. They get a uh, what they call a 50% match from the federal government. California puts forward a dollar, the federal government matches it with another dollar. And that's how really the Medicaid program has grown because there's that enormous incentive for states to expand their Medicaid programs. They can essentially double their money. But Governor Schwarzenegger wanted to go a step farther. Uh, really, a step farther than federal law uh, envisions for the Medicaid program, and that, and he wanted to do that like this. He wanted to increase spending on, uh, increase state spending on Medicaid by uh, increasing Medicaid payments to doctors and hospitals. Then that, so he gives doctors and hospitals an extra dollar, and the federal government matches that with another dollar, and they've increased the amount of money they've gotten from the federal government, but then. Governor Schwarzenegger would have turned around and taxed those doctors and hospitals, I think just hospitals actually, taxed them back some of that state money so that the states would get to keep maybe 10 cents of the, do- of the state dollar, but the entire federal dollar. So that, in effect, what the governor proposed to do was to increase the state's Medicaid match rate from 50% to 75%, with this budgetary gimmick, where he, with this shell game, where he pretends to give some money to the hospitals, but so then he takes essentially, it back.
0: Essentially, if I understand correctly, essentially launders money through doctors, and then it goes back to the state in order to secure federal money.
1: You might call it Medicaid money laundering.
0: Michael Cannon is Director of Health Policy Studies at the Cato Institute. This is the Cato Daily Podcast. Read more on health policy at our website, cato.org.